2: Good afternoon, everyone. Eight minutes past three. Welcome to the show and the start of another big weekend in sport. Kimba and the Roots with you live from Studio Lumo SA, right here at number one King William Street in the city, where it's currently 22.8 degrees. We are here thanks to our great friends at Brasilia Coffee, up and about after a few of those, Hyundai and IGA supermarkets, how the locals like it. Alrighty, let's welcome the ghost Two walks the Roots.
3: What's a mad Hey! Hey!
2: No respect. no respect. What do you think you do? Why you
1: look so sad? Why? It's not so bad. It's a nicer place. I shut up for your face. That's
2: oh, so
3: Rich turned up late
2: video.
4: for oh, work. Oh, we're oh, eight minutes really? late. Rich was
3: late for work. Really?
2: <laughs> wow, you'll be lucky if you can get your nose out of this studio. <laughs> well, I wasn't late. No, we had a little bit of Friday itis in the studio, but uh, so we're a couple of minutes late. Well, six minutes late. That's all right, Roach. Well, they'll dock it from your pay. Uh, Will they? Again. (laughs) Uh, But don't worry. We're getting rid of one uh, ad break, so uh, we won't be doing any less work, Roach. You'll be pleased Uh, to know about that. Right. Um,
4: How are you? Oh, my ribs are so sore and it's got nothing to do with you (laughs) for a change. Oh, the laughter last night. And what the joy of modern television where you can stop something and relive it again and again and again and again. And I couldn't see Alex Carey anywhere near... The Sri Lanka-England game last night.
2: No, and well done on saying Sri Lanka then too, Ruth. Kosol
4: Mendes, we love you. You have actually now proven that if the English cricketers are that dopey that they don't stay in their crease,
2: it's not a cheating aspect at all. Oh, no, it's not. They didn't have a leg to stand on. They were already well <laughs> they and didn't truly beaten. Like oh. They were already well and truly beaten. If you didn't watch it, if you don't know what we're talking about, hilarious. have a listen to this commentary.
5: Bowl oh, that one again. Oh,
2: hello.
4: Hang up. What's happened here?
5: Well, that is dopey from Adil Rashid. It's absolutely brilliant from Sri Lanka's captain.
3: They are now nine down. Too
1: good.
4: Too good. mendis you beauty. Yes, you beauty. Man. Now, I can just see. If you were at an English red top, that is, you know, the tabloids, mm. and you've got an English batsman mm. named Adil Rashid. Adil Mm, You're going to have some fun with the headline, aren't you? I I think you will Oh, Uh, Alex Carey must have been in his hotel room He just uh, just backed up a little (laughs) bit too far,
2: didn't he? And uh, well, the keeper had, time, but, yeah, keeper had time to throw. take his glove off. He telegraphed what he was going to do, and he still ran him out down the bowlers' end. And, and sh- a fair bit too, him. Yeah, good show coming up. Roach, mm. let's go through the guests. at 3.35. Now, earlier today, I couldn't make it, Roach. I was with some clients. Uh, you caught up with Grant Elliott, former New Zealand Test player, one-day player, T20 player, to preview tomorrow's World Cup Clash v Australia. Did you get a little bit of, um, you know, yin and yang going? Well, or was it all very friendly? No, very friendly. Oh, because well, you were by yourself. you.
3: Oh, it's it's the
4: beginning. We might play them again, Kim, in the semis. Oh, right. And that's when you, we'll, turn on. That's up. Up. we'll turn it where We'll get
2: Brendan McCullum on, hey? Oh, yeah, please. Mm. Uh, all right, well, that's at 3.35. Looking forward to that interview, Roach. Uh, interesting how would, game you, this how would you rate it? Oh, he was very
4: good. Grant was very, very and good. And your performance? Preparing. I just let him have the stage. Uh, did you? Yes.
2: So he walked all over you? Well, no, he... he he delivered. Did he so say... Is he confident?
4: He's concerned that the Australian batsman will mm. deliver more than the New Zealand batsman. Oh, he doesn't oh make really? He thinks teams, that's where the advantage is. He thinks both teams have some issues with what sort of bowling they put up mm. on this World Cup as well. well we've had that issue about have we got... We don't have spinners, do we? I mean, okay, Adam Zampas is
2: Oh, hello. He no, does but, it for a living. He's no, taken four wickets in his last three know. World Cup matches and you say we don't have a spinner. No, I said we don't have spinners, plural. We've got one. We don't have plural. Hey, oh, I've seen Travis uh, Head move it. Yeah, but he ain't... Two or three... Ain't doing much. Two or three moment. inches. He ain't doing it much. <laughs> I know. On the
4: day of when we had spinners and we were saying, how are you going to fit them all in there? Would you love to have them on a production
2: line again? Mm-hmm. Uh, four o'clock, we'll do a Cox Plate preview. I did say yesterday Matt Hill will join us. He normally does, but Matt Matty's calling at Moonee Valley tonight prior to the Cox Plate. So he's man. Yeah, well, he is, and he's the best caller in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've got a very good tipster and a good friend of the station, and uh, he fills in for me every now and again, Miles Fitzner. Cool. Okay. So Fitzy will be up and about with his Cox Plate yep. selections. It's a big day. It's a $5 million race. Uh, 4.35, Adelaide United take on Melbourne City. That's on Sunday at Cooper's Stadium, Roach at 6.30. Uh, an Englishman called Zach Clough. Now, we recruited him late last season. So I saw him on the Channel 7 News last night too. So we'll have a chat to Cloughy. Mm. Okay. Get his impressions of what Australian mm. football is like? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Antrim Corden rang through a few days ago and said, uh, have we seen the David Beckham special? Yes. And I said it. the Rat and my sister had seen it. They loved it. I watched the first two parts last night, four-part series. Absolutely brilliant. Mm. Absolutely brilliant. As, as you know, I'm not a uh, world game tragic. Um, obviously, clearly, extremely aware of David Beckham and his life. But to relive what he went through after that penalty in the World Cup, Roach, and I looked at it, it's not a penalty, is it? Even the bloke that uh, did the staging and fell backwards says it wasn't a penalty. He milked it
4: have to go have a look at it again. Have a look at it. Did yeah, he get slammed bit, for bit that? A bit of water's gone under the bridge since I've seen that one. Didn't
2: yeah. England turn on one of their favourites? Oh, well,
4: yes, that does happen.
2: All right, so that's what's coming up on the show. Roach, uh, we've got a few texts coming through in relation to the start of our program. Smooth transition, boys. Thank you. <laughs> mm. Hey, we're going to do a... Um, we'll just get this out of the way before we go around the grounds, Roach. Um, Kimba and the Rooch's Melbourne Cup sweepstakes. All right, this is huge. It's your chance to win a $500 IGA voucher. If you draw the winning horse in the Melbourne Cup, there's $200 for second and $100 for third. All you have to do is wait for the queue to call. So when you hear a particular noise, which we're about to play, or a sound, Roach, all right, that's when you ring the number, one 736 736 So just wait for the cue to call. It sounds like this. So we'll be doing that in the next two hours. Stay listening. If you're one of the first five callers through, you'll be in the draw to grab a horse on the Monday before the Cup, Rooch. So to speak. Yeah, and your chance to win up to uh, or one of either $500, $200 or $100. All thanks to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. Now, while we're on it, Roach, okay, I keep looking at the clock. I'm starting to fret because uh, we don't have to do that extra ad break now. Um, we're going to do a nearest the pin, do you think? Why not? Yeah. Yes. For tomorrow's Absolutely. game? Absolutely. Australia, so New, New Zealand. Zealand. Yes. Same question still.
4: Australia, New Zealand who wins, how many runs does Australia score? Okay, That seems to be working That's it, $100
2: IGA voucher who wins between Australia and New Zealand how many runs will Australia make Mm. Uh, send the text through on 0427 154 166 Alrighty, let's go around the grounds, a little bit of footy news really quickly, um, Root the Gold Coast, they finalise all their delistings. Yes, we heard in the news Jeremy Sharp goes after 23 games. The one that
4: fascinates It's me because of a moral sort of issue here, Kim. Mm. I'm sorry to go on this hobby horse again. But Jack Stein came out of GWS where he played 20 games, went to Gold Coast, didn't play any AFL games. Important part of their VFL program, which won the premiership. But during that grand final, he did an ACL. So Gold Coast, they list him, say they'll look after him through the rehab.
2: I just never feel comfortable with that. I never feel comfortable Mm. I understand where you're coming from, Roach, but um, it's a brutal business. I I get it, but it doesn't mean I have to like it. Mm. Um, So they're done. They were ready for the draft now. They traded three players, Mabwa Chow, Mm. Elijah Hollands and Chris Burgess to Adelaide. Three retirements in Connor Blakey, Charlie Constable and Jed Anderson, former Kangaroo. And those two to listing. So eight changes to their list, which is about the norm, isn't it?
4: Well, it's interesting because Damien Hardwick arrives and he says he's got 80% of a premiership side already there at Gold Coast. That was his famous quote. Now we're going to see what becomes of that. Uh, A lot
2: of anticipation, expectation now. We've... Well, it suggests you play finals for the first time. You can't have 80% of the premiership side and not make finals. Exactly right. As a bold statement, the Hawks have confirmed that they're going for a father and son.
4: So we remember Luke McCabe at Central District. Solid. He is a board member at Hawthorne. His lad, Will, is a key defender. Mm -hmm. And interesting where you think he's going to land in the draft. Probably not a first rounder,
2: Kim. Uh, late first round, early second, I yeah. believe. That's what all the smarties are saying. So
4: there's a bidding process, and at this point Hawthorne has declared they will, or they have nominated Will as a father-son, so they get the discounting when it comes to the points and so forth. So
2: we'll see who bids early to make Hawthorne bleed. Yeah, so that's speak. good. So that lad can rest at ease, not like a lot of the other youngsters. Right. And another quickie, Essendon have strengthened, do you like this, route? have strengthened right. their off-field program. Well, in the end, Essendon begins to look like
4: North Melbourne because now they've taken players, they've taken the coach and Brad Scott, and now they've got the high-performance manager <laughs> and Jonah Siegel going to Essendon as well. So they're all the gang coming back together again, Kim, aren't they? Yes, they That's what they usually are. happens with coaches.
2: Look um, to their own. A few texts coming through. We'll get to those on the other side of the break. Will, I'll read out yours. Uh, and we'll have a look at the Matildas' performance against Iran last night. Uh, a 2-0 victory there. The Adelaide 36ers. Rupert Sappwell said they could not win.
4: And I misread it myself because I thought the Sixers, considering the breakers had been in that U, uh, mm. US tour on plane, you want to get them early, don't you? Hit them at home early. Well, you said that. Well, the Sixers got them at the end.
2: 2714 in the
4: last quarter to win. We'll have, a look at we'll have a look at that shortly, Roots. Sorry That's to talk about
2: Yeah, It is. I can't believe how excited you are about it. It's 319. We are here thanks to Brasilia Coffee. That's why I'm excited. Stay grounded, Rich. That's why. No, they've got me up, Brasilia. Have they? Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. 3.24 on a Friday afternoon. We're here thanks to Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona Imagine to be bold. All right, Roach, you got some breaking news out of Collingwood.
4: Three young men are happy to have one-year contracts in front of them. you Aiden Beg, Begg, Josh Carmichael and Nathan Kruger. But if you are the son of the father running the place, it doesn't always work your way. Will Kelly, son of Craig, CEO. Cut.
2: Cut. So Carmichael got another year?
4: Yep, they're all getting one-year contracts. Begg? And- Carmichael Kruger will get one-year deals. Will uh, Kelly, who um, said son of Craig, the CEO, he's had a
2: cut. horrid run five with years injuries. Collingwood now, hasn't he? About five years. Mm, had a terrible run with injuries. Yeah. All right, we'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, well done, Richie Roach, Roach. Hey, the Matildas last night took on Iran. Uh, Alyssa Canavas, Alicia Canavas, said the Australia win by three 0 She wasn't Close. far off. Two nil victory. Sam Kerr came on in the second half. Let's have a listen to some of the highlights
1: gets down to the byline again cuts it back, they're queuing up in
2: the middle Grant is
1: there again, Carpenter and the player we were just talking about, who sets the bar so high for the Matildas, opens the scoring Catley's ball, teasing ball and there it is Sam Kerr who else at home back on the score sheet it's the substitutes
2: that make the game save 12 minutes from time. Substitute. There's a song about that, Rich. Uh, that first goal, referring to the young lady that sets the bar so high, was Mary Fowler. We were talking about her yesterday. Let's have a listen to the coach on the importance of the best Matilda squad getting together for the qualifiers.
0: Well, I've always talked about that,
5: that football is also about relationships and get time together to get synchronised and understand each other. You can see little training time and a lot of new combinations out there, but I love the bravery the way we play tonight. We compare this game with Arlen game, a low block 5-4-1. Arlen game was, you know, we didn't really have the guts to play through. A lot of more combination play today, and it's, it's time for us to take the next step with the ball. and.
2: So they take on the Philippines Sunday at Perth Stadium in front of 60,000 people. This will not be as easy.
4: No. One of the men on the opposition bench is the Australian Mark Torcaso, who knows, oh, Torcazo. Very much, knows very much about the Australians and their abilities. Work at Western United.
2: Well, he so, coaches there, doesn't yeah. he?
4: So, look, they're, like Alicia said to us yesterday, they're going to be the, probably the hardest of the three games they're going to play there mm. in Perth. And surprise, surprise, as soon as the Matildas reappear, there will be a government minister very sure. Oh, Rich, can you let go? Put $9 million on the table. <laughs>
3: Funny
2: how that happens. All righty. A few texts coming through. stack of text coming through if you want to be a part of nearest the pin. Uh, it's pretty simple. It's in relation to the World Cup game tomorrow between Australia and New Zealand. Who wins? How many runs does Australia make? Shano from North Haven says New Zealand to win, Australia to make 269. Okay. Mm. Mm. and then we have a text from will saying p.s i'll slap the next person who says generational um yes that's the term now isn't it there's a lot of generational players it's meant to reference once in a generation once in a generation. And the funny thing
4: is we seem to have one in a generation every year mm. yeah, i Francis know, I one know. In a genera- harley Reid's one in a generation yeah and that, generations
2: are very quick don't now. mention nick dagos One in a generation. (laughs) Uh, Here's (laughs) another one from Dracos. G'day, Dracos. Appreciate uh, you tuning in. Australia to win and to make 327 runs. Talking of winning, last night uh, the Adelaide 36ers took on the New Zealand Breakers in New Zealand. They were the underdogs, but, gee, they got the job done. Let's hear some of the highlights. Humphrey's
3: rolling off. Here's Flowers.
1: Oh, that was nuts from Trayton Flowers. What a basket. As soon as we
2: can for you, folks.
1: Wiley. Here's McCarran. Shot clock down to nine again. Vasilievich with a really long range attempt. Ooh. That was amazing. Dope. Hey, Vasilievich, is he out there on the look? Look at that. Great hustle from Vasilievich.
0: And here comes McCarran for the 36ers. Yes yes this couldn't really
1: hurt oh yes a great three-pointer and the 36s are in control right now oh it's a loose pass and katie ends it right there and he gets fouled as well it's a big win here for adelaide and yes. auckland. The 36 is a very good win for them here in auckland
2: 97 to 85 they trial by one at the end of the third quarter so a 12-point victory, Roach, and... Uh, They're sixth now. Yeah. We're hot. <laughs> yeah, don't go We're there. hot. Don't go there. Uh, let's see if CJ, the coach, was happy after the win.
0: Every game's a finals game. That's the way that I see it anyway. Um, every time you get an opportunity to play, it's... You're know you going to be sad if you lose after a game. And if you're not, then you know you didn't give your all. How they all play together and played off each other, um, the way that um, we stuck to the, the, the game plan, I thought, thought it was really good all the way through. And,
2: well, you never know, do you? Confidence could be up. Yeah, we get on a roll they get hot. DJ Vasilovich has been a great pickup, and they look Clearly. like they're going to get another player as really? well. Yep. So we'll keep you across that. Mm. Uh, 3.30 news coming up. Roach, uh, we're here thanks to Brasilia Coffee. Stay grounded. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Coming up after the 3.30 news, Roach caught up earlier today with former New Zealand Test cricketer, one-day cricket and T20 cricketer Grant Elliott. Looking forward to that interview. Miles Fitzner at 4 o'clock to give us the winner of the Cox Plate and then we'll talk soccer. Adelaide United taking on Melbourne City will chat the Zach Clough. The all-new Hyundai Kona is
0: here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The
1: Run Home with Kimbo and The Roach.
4: Well, for the 142nd time, one of cricket's great rivalries, Australia and New Zealand will take place this time in the World Cup in India, the one-day format. We're joined by a man who knows very much what it is like to play one-day internationals against Australia. It was his last in 2016, but who will ever forget the 83 scored in the World Cup final against Australia in 2015, Grant Elliott, welcome to the show.
6: G'day, Michelangelo. How's it going, buddy? Not too late. Your memories of Australia? Yeah, 142nd time. Uh, Interesting. I do have uh, some experience, actually, of playing Australia in Damashala. We played a T20 in the T20 uh, 2016 World Cup. Um, And uh, you might go back into the archives and have a look at that. And New Zealand actually beat Australia so um it was it was a very eventful couple of days for me because we got there and it's the most beautiful ground you've ever seen Mm. obviously you know the mountains there and uh we had the promise of meeting the dalai lama so we got in these um sort of four-wheel drives off we went from the hotel and all of a sudden it just started absolutely bucketing down with hail and it was too slippery uh, on the roads to go and meet the dalai lama so we're like oh okay well, that's not a good omen no. um and then that night i said to the boys i said you know what i'm actually really confident with indian food at the moment like this is you know my fourth <laughs> fifth time yeah i'm real confident and everyone was like yeah me too me too i had a lamb curry that night and uh mm. at about eight thirty p.m i thought i'm not feeling that flash <laughs> um at about 10 a.m the next morning i was whipped off to the hospital two saline drips in oh and on the on the field at two thirty, playing against Australia, I remember Coach Mike Hessen coming up to me, going, "What's the story? Are you are you fit? Are you ready to go?" I said, "Mike, I don't know. I've been up all night. I've had two drips in me. I mean, you know, your guess is as good as mine." He said, "Right, you're playing." <laughs> well, you must have started
4: so, a tradition because Tuesday the New Zealand team did get to meet the Dalai Lama. Now, what what drew you to the I mean, it's a major world figure, but what Draws the New Zealand team to this moment.
6: I don't know. I, the only thing I can think of is Kane and his like mentality and just way of going about things. Um, I think he's always wanted to meet him, so um, this may have been the first meeting because I saw a really good photo of Kane mm. and the Dalai Lama, um, and then subsequently a photo of the family members. And I think that, you know someone was Matt Henry had his child there. Is like uh, looks like under a year old. Um, and some of the wives and girlfriends met him as well so i don't know i mean you you know when in rome you you do the things that um i guess fill your cup when you're touring not the whole team went but i mean i i certainly would love to meet him um i think it's a, a great experience and hopefully it gives new zealand the edge when they get onto mm. the field <laughs> it's been a
4: great start by new zealand four wins one loss and this is a great opportunity to pretty well lock the kiwis into the top four but The memories of the last World Cup final against England, the way in which the tiebreaker sort of situation worked against New Zealand, how's that burnt or motivated through to the team this many years on? How much of a motivation factor does that still become for what happened last time?
6: I think there's a lot of uh, New Zealand players or Black Cap players that are still hurting from that World Cup because, you know, you've got one hand on the trophy, Mm. You literally do, you know, and um, I think that when, when it gets taken away from you like that, uh, it's it's devastating. You know, Jimmy Neesham always talks about it every time you see something in, on Twitter talking about the 2019 World Cup. And I wouldn't say that it's a game that... You know the Kiwis go. You know what? Let's get a bowl of chips and sit down and watch the 2019 no, World Cup final because it was actually one of the greatest games, 50 over games of mm. all time in terms of the, you know, ups and downs and just the roller coaster of emotions. But it's not a game that any New Zealand New Zealand fan would love to watch again. But the the ghosts of that, like hopefully you would think it's a motivating factor to go one better and try and win it. You know we've got there twice. We were there in 2015 Mm -hmm. when I was playing and 2019 again, we probably, we probably deserved it more in 2015 than 2019. I didn't actually think we were, you know, one of the top four teams there, but you know, it's finals cricket. Like if you get through to the semi-finals in, in these cricket tournaments, then it's the team on the day. And you know, one player can make such a difference, um, in 50 over cricket. It's obviously designed for two players to get in and go big but um you know if one player has a blinder we saw quinton de cock the other day mm. um then you know you can go a long way to to winning the game and i think that you look at the australian team you look at the new zealand team all the batters are in um decent sort of nick they've all got scores um and they've got match winners they really do have match winners i think the only thing with australia is i think they combinations they sort of they haven't started with these you know strong combinations, but I think they've found that during the tournament and they've found a little bit of a rhythm and they always do. You know you can never ever count Australia out. New Zealand played the minnows at the start and now they're starting yeah. the big games. Obviously the first big game was India. They played well against India, but our record against India is not great. And, you know, uh, history will tell us that, you know, India will win nine times out of 10 against New Zealand in their conditions. And they did, you know, but we fought hard and it was still a decent game. So we're in form. Big hundred from uh, Daryl Mitchell. But Mm. I just feel like Australia just bubbling away. And they're a team that yeah, they, they, I feel like they've got a little bit of momentum. So this is a massive game in the context of their tournament.
4: The issues with the Australian team that we focused on over this side of the world has been about the batting lineup when Travis Head can get back into it. The issues of Australia not having perhaps enough spin capacity for a World Cup being played in India. What are the issues that have rolled around New Zealand's build up and the start to this World Cup?
6: Yeah, I think, you know, it's injuries as well. So you mentioned Travis Head. Well, we had Michael Bracewell, who was playing such good cricket. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, amazing cricket. And very similar player to Travis Head. Comes in aggressive, great finisher. Travis Head probably a little bit more um, traditional in his style. But Michael Bracewell, the, the thing with both Travis Head and Michael Bracewell is that ball off spin. So, you know, like having that option of a middle-order player that can bash it but also off offspin, I think, is, is crucial. and That's why I find it strange with England. You know, they've left out Moe Ali a number of times, and I just think, you know, we've got Mitch Satner, so we've got someone who can spin it, you know, away from the right-hander, but to have someone that can spin it away from the left-hand is gold. So we're using Glenn Phillips to do that role at the moment, but, you know, having a Michael Bracewell and Travis Head in your team is, is massive, I think. So, granted,
4: it's an enormous time for New Zealand sport, the All Blacks making a Rugby World Cup. Which is taking greater interest? Do we believe that because it's already in the World Cup Finals that the rugby boys are getting greater attention at home?
1: Oh,
6: definitely. Um, I think, you know, the Rugby World Cup Finals, huge. Going into this weekend, um, I, I think a lot of rugby fans were really nervous about this tournament. We lost to France in the, the first game to make it into the finals but then play against South Africa to replicate the '95 World Cup this is a, it really is a Battle of the Titans mm. and it's meant to be cold and wet. so I think rugby generally takes over all the time in New Zealand and it definitely is now, but at least uh, once this weekend is done and dusted, um, and we know the result from Australia versus New Zealand in the Cricket World Cup, they can get back onto it and start uh, start supporting the Black caps because this certainly isn't an easy run in. Mm. This game will will set up the tournament for for New Zealand because then they've got South Africa, Pakistan, anything's possible there, and then Sri Lanka to end it all up. But I predict that New Zealand will make the top four. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it's anyone's game, like I say.
4: Talk about crystal balls. You played 83 one day internationals. We're at a time now where we get a World Cup, but we don't seem to have the appetite for one day internationals when touring teams are putting together the calendar. Does this World Cup revive? format or is it just going to be we'll drag the world cup off the shelf every four years and that's when this format will have some relevance
6: yeah i mean it's a good question everyone's talking about you know the future of cricket and um i mean you're very fortunate um in that you play the ashes but you know test cricket obviously is on a massive decline in terms of numbers Mm. um, and viewers I I really do see cricket going down the franchise route. I see private equity coming into it and I see internationals as being tournaments played every, you know, four years and, you know, throw in the Olympics as well. Even though, you know, the Olympics the players, uh, they, they don't, don't know yet, but they, they don't get paid for that, do they? So, um, it's fascinating that at an Olympic event, none of the athletes really get paid. Mm. Um, but it is something that really does grow the sport. So, um, that could revive it, but I think international cricket. Um, it's sad to say, but I just I see it going more down the franchise and private equity route, where you know these these players will uh, be more loyal to those sorts of teams, and we're already seeing it. But how can we find the balance? And maybe it is those world tournaments, you know, T Twenty every two years, maybe, and a World Cup every four uh, with a fifty-over game. Um, I'm not sure what the answer is, but I think the broadcast numbers don't lie.
4: Let's do some short-term predictions. Game number one hundred forty-two between Australia and New Zealand. Australia leads ninety-five to thirty-nine. Seven no results. What happens in this one?
6: Oh, this is a tough one. Hey? This is a really tough one. You know, um, I think I think I'm going to have to go with New Zealand. I just I just feel that Australia still kind of finding their combinations but i mean you know david warner's in form mitch marsh lovely shane got run steve smith as well it's a very tight one to call i think it it's probably new zealand bowlers versus australian bowlers i think the batting mm. sort of cancels itself out so um i'm gonna go with new zealand i'm gonna go trent bolt's gonna get a couple early maybe and, you predict, um, and,
4: and your prediction on the top four by the time we get through all the preliminary games <laughs>
6: Whew. Um, well, India is obviously a dead cert, so we've got to go with, uh, got to go with India. Um, I think South Africa, New Zealand, and Australia, which is the current top four, I think I'm going to stick with that. Should, um, I should. think that they're, they, they're probably playing the best cricket out of anyone in the tournament.
4: Are you shedding any tears for England?
6: <laughs> not yet, not yet. Uh, I will If they lose to another minnow, I don't know if they're playing another minnow. i have to um, have a look or just remember they're playing against the Netherlands on Wednesday. So if, if they lose to the Netherlands, I'll shed a tear for them.
4: Did you chuckle last night when another batsman decided not to be within his crease and gets run out?
6: <laughs> oh, we can't bring that up. I know. It's, just, it's I don't know. It's been a catastrophic world cup for them really Mm. um you know it really has been i mean they they were one of my top four going into this tournament because they brought power they've got balance um they've just been an exciting team and i just think that you know they've they've rocked up to the shores of india and maybe expected it to happen but they just seem to have capitulated which has been really sad because you know riding off the crest of um you know all their, their test victories and the the, um, the way that they've been playing the game at their test level, it's just sad to see because uh, I think that they they sort of threaten to be one of the most exciting teams in this World Cup.
4: Well Grant, let's hope we can do this again soon, an Australia new Zealand semi-final or final in this World Cup and we'll talk about the rivalry even more. What are you going to have for dinner before this game? Are you going to do the curry again
6: or are you just going to leave that in the past? Uh, yeah, I might, I might stay away from the lamb curry. Just, you know, uh, history hasn't really served me well there. Just have, like, your standard sort of roast chook, I reckon. And a rugby tip for the final? Rugby tip for the final. 15, I think 15-12 to uh, the All Blacks. There you go. It's going to be wet and cold played in the forwards. It's going to be But You've got to watch it. You have to watch that game. It's going to be physical.
4: Well, let's hope we do this again, and we'll see what does happen on a weekend of big New Zealand sport.
6: Thanks, Michelangelo.
2: on a Friday afternoon, we hope you're having a winning day. It's a nice day out there, 23.3 degrees. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets, How the Locals Like It. Nice interview, Roach, good to see you doing a bit of the heavy lifting.
4: No, 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 I failed, Kim. I I proved that I could not fit in your size 11 shoes. I forgot to do the credit. (laughs) <laughs> I forgot to Rooch. mention IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like.
2: it. Well, no, but that's okay, Roach. I'm were, not up to hosting. No, there was no expectation there is that no you would... no threat to your job. No, there was no expectation <laughs> that you would remember, Roach. You've been five years now and you haven't managed to get a handle on it. No. Uh, the Kiwis will be having fashion chaps. Oh, fish and chips, yes. Oh, Good on bool your bool Chopsy. Bool. What's Mario got to say? No more Kiwi guests, bum fluff Benny, you sheep herder. Well, uh, actually, actually only, only South Africa,
4: them. Grant. Born in South
2: Africa. Well, I like the way you say Grant. Mm. Uh, a lot of people getting involved, Richie Roach-Rooch, with our nearest the pin. Who wins that match between New Zealand and Australia and how many runs will Australia make? Uh, Peter says, G'day, fellas. Australia to win and score 268. Mm. Enjoy the weekend. 268 would probably suggest that uh, New Zealand batted first. No? No.
4: Harsh. Or the Australians slip up. Now, to give you some breaking news out of the World Cup camp, mm-hmm. so we wait for Travis Head to resume from injury, Ashton doesn't help our bowling stocks in the end because he's done his calf. Oh. So his World Cup dream is very much done and dusted by the looks of it because yeah. calves don't come good too quickly. Kevin. No,
2: you asked Nathan Lyon about that. Mm. Wasn't he dramatic in that test match? Fair you Come on. Tore a muscle. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Every, oh, yeah, <laughs> you thought it was Rick McCosker going out there without oh, with a broken there's door. a memory. Seriously. Wow, there's a memory. Oh, and standing ovations for going out the back because you <laughs> tore a calf muscle. <laughs> I know that's un-Australian, but, gee, that was over the top. But at least he stayed in his crease. Yeah. Sorry, Gary, if you're listening. Hey, this one says, get a New Zealand to win Australia to make 227. Cheers, Dave C from Mount Gambier. Good on you, Dave. Appreciate that. Hey, let's see what Timmy Payne, part of the SEN family, thinks, a former Australian captain, about the Australia-New Zealand clash.
5: I think we look forward to it with, with some confidence. As you said, we've won three on the bounce. Um we've got some good cricket into some key players i think glenn maxwell the other night i heard you talk about it was just absolutely extraordinary and anyone who's seen maxi play for long enough knows that when he's confident Mm. and when he's playing in that way he can be so difficult to stop so to have him come out against the dutch was probably the perfect time and the perfect attack get some time in the middle um get his confidence at an all-time high and um, now I think he can have a real impact on the tournament for us going forward. Given that Mitchell Marsh is playing well, David Warner's been playing well, uh, Steve Smith got some time in the middle, Marnus played well, uh, Travis Head's returning to the side, so we're we're building at the right time, and that's exactly how you win tournament cricket and World Cups. Is is obviously didn't want to get off to the start that we did, but I think the last few games we're getting better and better each game.
2: How's the pressure on Travis Head if he comes in tomorrow? But he lives,
4: he lives to it. Wouldn't bother him, would it? The way he plays, he probably more pressure that.
2: on the selectors because you know yeah. the criticism will come if we fail. They say you shouldn't flirt with winning form. But the way he plays his cricket's designed for that it. sort of pressure. Isn't I it? love it. I love it, Yeah, he, doesn't he has doesn't a go. Melt, he doesn't wilt. Uh, here's a text that's come through from the Gold Coast Crow. Get a Tony. Living Ah. living up there on the Gold Coast, born in Port Vincent.
4: is he doing nearest the pin? He loves it in the footy. Why is he he not doing
2: it with the cricket? Well, Tony, uh, the Gold Coast Crow, you can have a crack. Come on, Tony. Here's a text for you, Roach. I think you brought this up with Grant Elliott. Um, Hey, Michelangelo, can you fill me in on this run out last night? I didn't see it. They tell me they walked out of their crease again.
4: Yes, well, this time it was the non-strikers, and we remember the Bairstow one with Mm Alex Carey. And the... Absolute fallout from that. Piers Morgan, did he absolutely oh, well, he milk he's that a to the queen, Though isn't he? Now you would think you would think after that, every batsman in the world would say, "I'm staying in my crease until the ball is dead." No, Adil Rashid, batting for England at the non-striker's end, gets out of his crease. Mm-hmm. Well, that the crease at that end, and Kusal Mendes, having taken a delivery. Takes off his glove. As you notice, he even had the time to take off his glove, throw down the other end and runs out the Englishman to give Sri Lanka its ninth wicket. If you couldn't
2: make so. sense of that, the Gold Coast Crow, let's have a listen how it unfolded.
1: I could bowl that one again. <laughs> oh, hello,
3: hang on. Oh, well, What's well, happening well, well, here? Well, well, well that well. is
1: dopey from Adil Rashid. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant from Sri Lanka's captain.
2: They are now nine down. Too
4: good, too good, Mendes, you beauty. <laughs> yes, stay in
2: your, your crease. crease. I know. Uh, here's a text that's come through. It's from Ethel, from Ethel and You Hello, normally, Ethel. You normally have to put your crash helmet on when Ethel texts about you. I'm this one says, "Roses to her tomorrow." Are you really? Yes. Oh, she may have uh, preempted this. Nice interview, Rucci. You are not ready for the past year yet, you big Italian gelding. <laughs> Ethel from Ethelden, <laughs> who, of course, is, for yeah. those that have just joined us, 94 years old, married four times. Yeah, uh, ha, ha, you read my PS but left out the meat and potatoes. Re Harley, read. Oh, Will, sorry, you sent through an earlier text. Uh, have we got time before the news? Let's see if I can find it. Well, I will find it and I'll, I'll read it out. I'll definitely read it out for you, okay? No,
4: it's an interesting question because I've had this debate with Tim Gossage about West Coast is holding the number one pick. Yep. Now, they could sell off that number one for three first-rounders at the moment. And our argument has been for a long time, Kim, mm-hmm. the more you get in, the more chance you have of developing a quick rise up the ladder with young talent. Tim's saying that Harley Reid is oh, this once-in-a-generational player that yep. you would not even give up the opportunity to have him in your team for five first-round draft
2: picks. Well, no, that's a little bit of an exaggeration. But, that's, but he's making a point to me.
4: Yeah. So the text
2: player. is from Will. I found it, Will. Apologies. It came through at uh, 11 past three. Mm. Uh, good afternoon, Kimbo and the Gooch. Oh, hello. Uh, considering many of the draft experts in inverted commas consider many of this year's crop those outside the top eight below par compared to recent years. Is it possible Harley Reid is a big fish in a small pond? Is it worth throwing every draft pick you own at a player who has been pitted against a weak field? So, right, Uh, yeah, so uh, I understand what you're saying, but I feel very strongly about it. I always use the Tim Kelly situation as a guide. Uh, Two first round draft picks and two second rounds, I think it was, for one player. Could you imagine the talent you could have? That's, That's four players you've missed out on, or three.
4: And we do look at the draft and say, is there ever a number one who will win you a premiership on his own? No, there isn't.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, there was for the Western Bulldogs, Tom Boyd, not by himself. But he did. He was, he, was yeah, drafted yeah, get...
4: by the Western Bulldogs at one They had to trade him in well, for more than one draft pick. You bending that one a bit? Got to go
2: to the news. Uh, after the news, we'll be joined by Miles Fitzner to find out who's going to win the time-honoured Cox Plate. Three minutes past four on a beautiful Friday afternoon. Currently 23.3 degrees outside. Hope you're having a winning day. We're here thanks to Hyundai. Hyundai Tucson, tomorrow's SUV. Book a test drive. Before we get to our next guest, don't forget, Kimba and the Roaches Melbourne Cup sweepstakes. When you hear this cue to call, don't ring now. <laughs> next time you hear the bugler, get on the phone one 736 736 If you're one of the first five callers through, you'll be eligible for the Melbourne Cup sweepstakes. First place, $500 IGA voucher. Second place, $200. Third place, $100. Be listening. Get by your phone. We're going to do it very, very shortly. Well, no pressure on our next guest. Over the last few weeks, we've been chatting to Matt Hill. He's been plucking winners left, right and centre. Gave us the Caulfield Cup winner. But I tell you what, if there's one man in more form... It's our good friend, Miles Fitzner, to talk about the Cox Plate. Hello, Fitzy.
7: Kimbo, Rooch, hello to both of you.
2: Good to be on and good
7: to have a chat. It's a great time of the year. Yeah, Yeah. great
2: to hear your voice again. And can we say on a very sad and serious note, Mm. uh, Miles, our sincere condolences about the loss of your mother?
7: No, thank you, boys. It's been um, a tough few weeks. Um, So I got back over to Adelaide and got to spend some time with her, but... um, yeah, we. Uh, she'd be wanting me to tip some winners throughout the spring, <laughs> she told me to, before she passed. And and uh, so head down, bum up into the form and try to find a few for the listeners. Oh, mm. She oh, uh, no. was very oh, proud
2: no. of you and rightly so. Now, you have been tipping up a storm lately. Uh, I've got a couple I really like. I tip the Caulfield Cup winner, but I'm not going to say anything until I hear what you have to say. The Cox Plate, 12 runners. Um, look, it, it's, what do they say? It's the best two minutes in sport. Hmm. Yeah,
7: it is. Unbelievable race, this um, mixture of form lines. Uh, look, on ratings, um, Romantic Warrior is one of the best horses in the world. And, well, look, we spoke to Danny Shum during the week. J-Max got off Romantic Warrior and said the horse has improved uh, close enough to four lengths. Um, I'm going with a two-bet strategy in the Cox Plate um, to make some money. Um, romantic Warrior, uh, if he can get the sit from that gate uh, in behind a couple, probably Alligator Blood, Brightside and Zaki at Cross, I think he's going to be mapped uh, to be right in the finish. And then if they go too hard, that group of them, it sets up for the gun three-year-old, the, the group multiple Group 1 winner in militarised at 49.5 kilos. He's $8. So... Sort of, I've got Romantic Warrior on top, but uh, it's a two-bet strategy for me in this. There's a few that I managed to pin, uh, I managed to put a line through, should uh-huh. I say. And that's, um, I think Fangirl won't run the 2000s, so she's out over on pinstripe. I can put a line through them. Brightside, it'd make him one of the all-time greats if he managed to run out this 2000. So I'm happy to take him on. I think it's between Romantic Warrior, militarised, and then you've got um, Alligator Blood, who ran that high tempo 2000, and then another horse called Victoria Road. Now, I've just left a, uh, a, a betting company here in Melbourne. I'm sitting on the Westgate Bridge. They just took a bet for $40,000 at $13. Wow on Victoria Road. So um, they're my top four, but uh, with a two-bet strategy and a very, very difficult Cox Plate.
2: So Victoria Road, number 10, the Irish horse, trained by Aidan O'Brien to be ridden by Blake Shin. Hey, I'm interested about Fangirl because I had a two-bet strategy too. One was Militarise. I love the three-year-olds. But Fangirl, you, you don't think it can run the 2,000?
7: Look, talking to Chris Waller at Breakfast with the Best the other day, even he's got the query of the horse at the 2,000. So, um, look, it's a big risk. She's oh. in great form. Um, but where's she going to get to? Um, and then also run out the truth. This will be super high tempo. When Zaki drew last and went wide, he has to cross. Right side and Alligator Blood are going to push up from the inside. Romantic Warrior's going to be tucked up in. And you've got a horse like Pinstripe that's no hope, really, unless it just bores them off. So, It'll be super high speed and I'm just worried about whether or not a horse that's already a query at the 2000, whether or not it's going to be able to run a really high tempo 2000.
2: Yeah, I was hoping it'd be three wide and three back. Um, Romantic Warrior, you spoke about that and you spoke of uh, the trainer. It's a Hong Kong horse. Tell us a little bit more about it.
7: Oh, this is a horse that's just been dominating overseas. I mean... We saw a horse come over here and, and take care of Animo quite comfo- yep. comfortably called Jubai Honor. And uh, Romantic Warrior made Jubai Honor look second grade over there in Hong Kong. Uh, it's won nearly everything over there. It's rated in the top 10 and been consistently rated in the top 10 horses in the world now. There's only a couple of slight queries. There was a super run uh, its last start, I'm pretty sure, in the Turnbull. Now, Danny Shum said it was only 80% mm. then. The, the query is he's come out. They don't have the swimming or the water walking facilities at the Werribee quarantine. Um, not, he's not making excuses. j said it's tightened up, but he's saying that he hasn't been able to get all the swims he'd like into this horse. But um, if he runs, if every horse in this race ran to its best, Romantic warrior wins the
2: race. It's absolutely staggering that you're trying to track the best horses in the world and then you have them quarantined at a facility where they can't have a swimming. It just seems ridiculous. Yeah, that's me. right. Um, It
7: is ridiculous. The Werribee quarantine facility you think would have the pool on those facilities, but it doesn't. But it's been a big debate topic here this week.
2: All right, Fitzy. So just repeating again your tips. Two-bet strategy number one and number 11, romantic warrior and militarise. There's two group ones on the program. Race eight is the Manicato Stakes. Is it disappointing there's only seven starters?
7: Well, look, Imperatries might have scared a few off Mm. and you might have had a few sprinters stay in Sydney, Kimbo, but look imperries I think what's it into now $1.35, dollar thirty five dollar forty if you're taking a dollar forty about a horse at mooney Valley call one eight hundred eight five eight eight five eight because you 've got a serious gambling issue um, it, sit back and do nothing I've, been, I've i'm having a little speck on bonos nachos and I and me i'm taking her on i've been called absolutely crazy but everyone in Australia can tip in Peritres, but Look, you've got to take on the
2: champion sometimes, and I'm going to take her on. Well, there are perils at Mooney Valley. I don't want to bring up a few years ago, Miles with Bivouac. We'll move on now. We're not going to play it either. Hey, Fitzy, big program tonight at the Valley. Can you get us a little bit of money today so we can have some of theirs to play with?
7: No, well, look, what I will do is, look, She dances and Frilled are the two shorties tonight that should win. So be, I'm not having a bet tonight, to be perfectly honest. Tonight's an absolute minefield. And I'd rather, there's, there's a couple of other horses that you can be backing on Cox Plate Day. Now, yep. taunting the South Australian in the first should go very close. Um, Antino in the Crystal Mile is looking like the best bet on the card. And then right at the end of the day, here's a little bit of juice. Archo Nacho at $4.20 in the last. They're my three best. I'd be saving you pennies tonight, boys. If you did anything, she dances into Frilled. Multi then get $3 and hope for the best. But um, Taunting, Antino, and Archo Nacho are the three plays on Cox Plate Day at Mooney Valley.
2: Fitzy, love your work. Just on a personal note, how are you finding living over there in the big smoke in Melbourne? Well, I've
7: ju- I left Richmond at the bedding company 65 minutes ago. I've only just made it over the Westgate Bridge. <laughs> Melbourne traffic can go and get stuck. I made sure I moved 10 minutes from the office so I don't have to drive anywhere. I'm, I'm actually on my way back to Keith for a wedding um, of all days, Cox Plate Day. and uh, Look, I love living here. Things are going really well and, and it, the place just hums. But. Far out, this traffic is something else.
2: Uh, Look, I'm over there tomorrow with uh, about 10 people, a few of them again people. We're celebrating a gentleman, Adam Giacane's 50th, over there for the Cox Plate. So uh, I reckon we'll all be on the get out stakes. Race 10, number three, your tip. If your phone starts ringing, you'll know why. You're either a genius or a bum.
7: Uh, uh, Kimbo, my phone rings every day anyway. It doesn't <laughs> matter. You're right, dumb. You can shoot 68 or you can shoot 90. It's like playing golf. Mm. Love your work, right Fitz. Up, oh, you really
2: appreciate those tips. There he is, Miles Fitzner, part of the SEN family. And track S-E-N. All right, Rich. And we must say, what's yes.
4: gambling really costing you for free and confidential support? Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.
2: Beautifully done, Rich. We're live from Studio Lumo, say Thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. 4.17, Kimbo on the Roach with it, 22.8 degrees outside. Feel like a coffee? Grab a Brasilia coffee. Stay ground, I'd make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia coffee. Stack of text coming through, Roochie Roach, especially for our nearest the pin. This one says, Kimbo, New Zealand to make 335, Australia to be rolled for 305. Well, That doesn't make... Well, oh, they, six, but, yeah. yeah. The Gold Coast Crow, all right, tipping New Zealand. All right, you're in the running for that $100 IGA voucher. Hey, just a reminder, Kimbarn Roach's Melbourne Cup sweepstakes, you've just got to stay listening for the cue to call. It's the bugler before a race, all right? It could be happening at absolutely any time. The first five callers through, you'll have a chance of getting a horse in the Melbourne Cup and you could get the first prize of a $500 IGA voucher. It could be happening any time. That, yes. just yeah. that just happened? Yeah. It just happened. That's oh, the real thing? That's the real thing, Rooch. So get on the phone now, talking oh, to people no. that like to blow their own trumpet or bugle. Peter Valandis was on Sunrise today, Rooch.
1: Ah, well, yeah. it's very easy. The most watched sport in Australia is rugby league yeah, in, in a season by, by a country mile. So if you measure it by really? the eyeballs of the sport, rugby league is way ahead and no one can argue with that. So... The sign is extremely accurate, and I, my friends down south should put the toys back in the cot. Um, especially Jeff Kennett. I mean, I don't think he's got any toys left. He's thrown so many out. We are the most viewed sport in Australia. The sign is correct, and they should pick their gamer.
2: Roach, we, we've seen all the figures. Where, where's he coming from?
4: Got no idea. Unless he puts them on the table, we can't pull them apart. But every figure we see is that the AFL has superior. TV ratings, Enormously. and not only on averages, but on accumulatives, uh, and not even if you do social media. If you want to add in social media, the search engines will tell you that Australian football is way ahead and, of the And that's not league. us being
2: parochial or no, bloters. No, yeah, we went through are. all the results. I don't know where so, he's coming from. We know he's know a blowhard.
4: Peter's taking
2: the, that off. I mean, well, where's Where he have, getting that figure from? I know. I'd like to think they would have challenged More him on it. More eyeballs. And they should it. have challenged him on it. On, uh, and, look, we don't want to take it out of context because it was on Sunrise, which is Channel 7, that have the AFL rights. They should have challenged him on that because, um, you know, his code is on Channel 9 and he's giving them a fair free kick. Uh, for no, I,
4: I just can't find a figure that would balance
2: that I, out. I agree. Uh, former AFL hardman Campbell Brown had a jab at the NRL on Sunrise.
0: Yeah, I agree that NRL is the biggest uh, sport in Australia. If you're an ear, nose, and throat specialist, oh. going to get those cauliflower ears sorted and the broken noses. Um, it's getting personal. I think now. that um, it's pretty laughable. If you're if you're living anywhere outside of New South Wales or Queensland, you know that that's just uh, completely inaccurate. Um, they have less participation, less membership uh, for the clubs, less. Uh, attendance, clearly, I think uh, we average 34,000 a game to just under 20, and, um, and the AFL, uh, I don't think they've got too much to worry about whatsoever.
2: I think Channel 7 were worried because that uh, sunrise is filmed in New South Wales at alienating their audience.
4: No, if someone, if, and this is this is again about what our job is, Kim, when people say things like that, and you, say, well, back it up, show us the numbers. Mm. You can't let Peter Volandis just say something like that. When, when you know, if you've done your homework, as we did the other day, yep. we went through everything, Huge every metric, bridge, every yeah. metric we
2: possibly could. Mm. Very comprehensive.
4: Uh, we couldn't find one where it would back it up to be, not even just doing Australian football v. rugby, mm. as to which was Australia's biggest sport. Because if you want to define sport as what people even compete at at club level, you, the swimming people could say that they've got better numbers than the football codes.
2: Oh, so. well, so we, we
3: well,
4: swear, well yeah, that's uh, where we
2: get into participation as opposed to competition, though. That's what we're all banging heads about. So now, Rooch, I'm going to stick up for you here. This one says, Velandis Valandi, is annoying. He's like Rucci on steroids. That's very unfair, Mario. Oh, all right. all
3: right.
2: Uh, Arvo Boy's nearest the pin Australia to win and make 317. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Kano, who's doing SEM breakfast in Melbourne at the moment, Yes. Yeah, he's everywhere. I can't keep up with him. Had his say on the NRL. I'm not a,
5: I'm not a big fan. Like What I think about rugby league is that I admire the competitive nature and the physicality of it and how hard they hit and how tough they are. And it's brutal. They're courageous. Like, they just line each other up, run straight at each other, and they don't flinch. And they do that time and time again. But it doesn't have that many highlights. And it doesn't clearly i didn't grow up with it you see the odd nice try where they you know they they take the high mark and then and put it down and that's great that's that's a highlight but what other highlights is there in rugby league like surely there's a cap on the interest in it and do you reckon it's going to capture the american market I'm i'm not sure about that anyway
2: only 13,000 tickets. A few more have been sold, Roach. Most of them are Australians travelling over there to watch it because they want a holiday in Vegas. But yeah, they're getting the, a lot the, of
4: publicity. The Advantage Rugby League will have in the US. It's rectangular sport, which has a similarity. I'm not saying it's exactly, mm. exactly the same, but a similarity to American football. You have to move certain you know, points along the grid.
2: And they will be in awe of it because there's no padding and there are no yeah, helmets. Yeah, We are here thanks to IGA Supermarkets. You can have your say. How the locals like it. 4.28, we're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets, Brasilia Coffee and Hyundai. We love them all. Just quickly, Roach, another five entrants into the uh, Kimba and the Roaches Melbourne Cup IGA sweepstakes. Uh, Kathy from Glencoe, Brad from Underdale, Peter from Encounter Bay, Angelo from Sky, and the Gold Coast Crow. Get on you, Tony. Get on you, Tony. All right, Roots, what's happening at the Adelaide Oval?
4: Well, your fingernails are going to be worked over here. We've just lost another wicket, Kim, while we're in the break. Uh, South Australia chasing 241 from the west. 8 for 220. Menenti is the one holding us together because we were at one stage, Redbacks 4 for 49. We're now 8 for 220, trailing by 21. Uh, This is tight, Kim. Not that first-inning points matter, but it looks like this one's going to have a result, this match.
2: Yeah, and I'll tell you what, if we lose this one, it's completely your fault. The impact you had on our work experience, lad, Daniel Drew, he spends two days with you and he gets out for a duck. Shame on you, Roach. All right, good luck to the Redbacks. Few techs coming through, <laughs> Roach. Take responsibility. You're out the back there, showing showing all your defensive strokes. You've messed with his head. Arvo boys, nearest right, the pin. Okay. Australia to win uh, and to make 317 runs. That's from Modbury Mack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Modbury Mack also says the rugby league chief needs a reality check and any spare fingers pointed directly at him. That was bizarre, wasn't it?
4: If he's going to say those things, he'd better be able to back them up. Someone's got to go back at him and say, well, show us the figures because yeah, Mar- we can't find them.
2: Yeah. Mario says, SEN had Daniel Drew on air and he scored a duck. 5AA had Jakey Lehman on and he scored a duck. Well done, you jinx merchants. Hmm. From Dizzy Lizzy. We know that tune, Mario.
3: Okay. Well,
2: here's one more route before we go to the 430 news New Zealand to win, Australia to make 189. That's from Fatima. We appreciate that, Fatima. We're going to talk soccer. Adelaide United takes on Melbourne City. Zach Clough is joining us next. on a Friday afternoon, we're in the home straight and we're live from Studio Lumo SA here at number one King William Street in the city where the sun is shining. It's been a beautiful day, 22.6 degrees. We love the support we get from Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona, imagined to be bold. Before we get to our next guest, Roochie Rooch Rooch, we heard from Kane Corn saying that the NRL, just as a code, is not that entertaining. Chopsy from Cheltenham says, how can a tagger talk about entertainment? Boom, boom.
4: Yeah, there's a point there, but I'm more than sure that Kane has lived many entertaining games. He
2: has. I he can has. see where Topsy's coming from. A little bit of banter, Roach. I'm looking forward to this next
4: interview. There's so many questions. Mm. Well, so we'll get, many.
2: Well, get into it then. Uh, Adelaide United take on Melbourne City this Sunday at Cooper Stadium. It gets underway at 6.30. A little earlier in the day, I said that we'd be having Adelaide United, one of their latest recruits. He came along late last year. I said Zach Clough would be joining us. And John Casey from Channel 7, who listens to the show, and we love you, Case. I bowed to your judgment. You said it's Clough. So for the rest of the afternoon, I've been referring to him as Zach Clough. Now, Bumfluff Benny has just got our next guest on the line, and he said it's Clough. I was right, John Casey. a Zach. How are you?
8: Hey, guys. Yeah, very good, thank you. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me on. No, it's My our pleasure. pleasure.
2: So it's definitely Clough, C-L-O-U-G-H.
8: Yeah, Clough, yeah. It's love. hard to uh, pronounce it for Aussies, I think. Yes.
3: No,
2: yes. no. Well, I had it bloody right. And uh, John Casey, I saw you on Channel Seven News last night. It was a nice story. How are you enjoying being in South Australia?
8: Oh, I love it. Um, it's actually close to t- nearly been here two years now. Um, I've really en- I've enjoyed every bit of it since I got here. It was really easy to settle in. The people are great here. So, relaxed. Yeah, and it's exactly what I needed at this stage of my career, to be it, honest.
2: Well, tell us about your career. From my background research, this is the first time you'd played in Australia, all, all your uh, football had been in the motherland.
8: Yeah, um, I grew up at Bolton Wanderers in England. I was there for 14 years, since the age of eight years old, and then I moved on into Nottingham and Nottingham Forest. Um, they were doing really well now in the Premier League. And then I had a few other spells at different clubs around England and then decided to come out to Australia and... Yeah, I've loved every minute of it. Zach, so before I ask you
4: about the moment that leads you to our shores, when you go to Nottingham Forest, considering what your surname, whichever way you want to pronounce it or we well, get it wrong, has at Nottingham Forest, what was that like?
8: Yeah, it was tough. So I'd be lying was. if I didn't say it. Nigel and Brian
4: me Nigel and Brian not related to you in any way Two great no Nottingham Forest so let's get that out of the way no. so then you come into the club and you're carrying their surname I mean you own it that's fair enough but so it was. So what's it like in that clubhouse when it's such an important name to them?
8: Yeah it was difficult because I was all, wherever I went in Nottingham people would ask me the same question I are bet. you related? It's I bet always like um, and it was a big name to carry around that, that city so it did affect me a little bit I did feel a little bit more pressure mm. I don't know why I was only 21 years old so it's Looking back, it's, it's something you learn from.
4: Okay, so we um, fast forward three years. You're watching the Euro final, which involves England, but England doesn't win. And one of your yeah. mates is on his way to Australia, and he talks you into following him. How does that play out?
8: Yeah, it was it was something I really wanted to do, and for him to, to give me the confidence and to say how great of an experience it would be, and how good the, the league is. It doesn't. I think it gets frowned upon a little bit in England how what the level is like in Australia, but. Mm. To hear that from somebody who's experienced it, to say it was a really good level and it would suit me and the style of footballer I am, was what great. Like, all I needed, really.
2: What about the difference in coaching styles and techniques between in England and now what you're experiencing with Carl Viet?
8: Yeah, a lot different. Carl's hmm. probably the best, one of the best coaches I've had in my career. Okay. Um, I love the way he wants to play. Um, yeah, it's been great for me. Because the English way is a little bit old school sometimes. Um, some coaches are good, but Australia is a, diff- a lot like Europe—the way they want to play and very technical. Yeah, it suits me a lot.
2: So, is it more attacking? Um,
8: yeah, a little bit. A lot, yeah, a little bit. It's, it's more like a slower build-up of football rather than like yeah. playing forward so quick in England. The game's a lot quicker in England, but here it's a lot more technical, slower. And teams look for ways to play rather than just going long and, and direct.
4: So, so, Zach, what's impressed you the most about when you land in Australia and you know what has been said? Now you're going to live it. So, perception and reality
8: come together.
4: What's impressed you the most?
8: Um, definitely the lifestyle. You can't, like, the Adelaide lifestyle is, is really good. Um, and also the level of football here and how fit the players are and how professional. Dedicated, and even the other sports, it's it's like the mindset they all have yep. is really it's brilliant. And like, because it's such an outdoor lifestyle, I think in general the players are a lot fitter here. And like the hot weather, it's it's great to see like lights right. can play in condition.
2: What's the hottest weather you've experienced here yet? Because I'll tell you, it can get a lot warmer.
8: <laughs> yeah, um, I played in 38 degrees last year.
2: Oh, we got uh, we got 44 uh, for you. Coming. Don't worry about that. <laughs> so, so Zach, you you leave. Where
4: football, even if it's a Division Three, is in the paper all the time. You come to a land where, mm, okay, they've got this different style of footy that's always on the front (laughs) and back pages. What did you make of that? Australian rules.
8: Um, I I can't. I can't say I've been to many games. I went to one game, the Port game against the the Derby. Is it? I'd let the the show down. Yeah, the showdown. You call it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. The atmosphere was unbelievable. I just don't really understand the game too much.
4: <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> You're not alone, no, we have no,
8: problems I don't either. know. Uh, you got a fellow
2: Englishman at the club, and that's uh, Ryan Tunnicliffe. Uh, he came off the bench. Could he be starting this week?
8: Possibly. I think we, we don't know the team yet, but he's, he's looking really good. He's looking fitter. He's come in not having a pre-season, so it's difficult to come straight in and, mm. and play at an A-League because the, the game is you have to be really fit to play in the A-League. Zach, we've um, had
4: we've had many, many from Europe come to Australia and stay. Is it tempting?
8: Yeah. Yeah, really tempting. Ooh. It's just yeah. My partner misses home a little bit more than I do. I love it here. I could sit, I could definitely settle. But yeah, we'll see. We'll have to see you down the line.
2: And Zach, mm. what about uh, family, extended family?
8: Yeah, they, they they they're really happy that I'm here. Like my mum and my parents always say, just enjoy it and mm. Yeah, have just they, do what, what feels best.
2: Have they visited yet?
8: Not yet. My parents are coming over in February, so that'll be nice. I've had some, um, some friends come over and family, cousins and stuff, younger people.
2: Well, you need a good manager. you got to get it written into your contract that the family gets flown out twice a year for a few games.
8: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would
4: be nice. Zach, what can we do to get the crowds boosted at A-League games? We see where Robbie Slater, who's a famous Australian name, has taken issue with what's happening at the A-League, with the terraces being empty at the start of the season. What do you see as someone who's seen the game at the highest level? What does Australian football need to progress?
3: Um...
8: I think it's difficult here because the AFL is so big and yeah. it overshadows it overshadows our our sport. Um, but I do think the, the the quality of football is improving quickly. I think you can see that on a national stage too. The the roos are improving yeah. very. I think they're improving a lot, and they've got a lot of good young players. So I just feel like they just need to support their own their own young players. Um, our fans are brilliant. We we will get over ten thousand most weeks. I think, which is really good.
2: And hopefully we will on um, Sunday night as well. It gets underway at 6.30 at Cooper Stadium. Get down there. The weather should be good. I, uh, I come from an Australian rules background, Zach, but I'm halfway through the David Beckham documentary. I'm absolutely loving it. Uh, have you seen it?
8: Yeah, I watched it. He was my hero growing up. I used to read his books. He, he had a book out when I was really young. Um, yeah, I've seen it. It's really good. It's a good insight into a life of an English footballer who's not only loved, but he was hated mm. for a period of time in his career as well.
2: It was disgraceful how your nation, your country, turned on one yeah. player for what many people to be perceive what it wasn't even a uh, worthy of a red card.
8: Yeah, I know it was ridiculous. Like to see what it did to him as well that you don't see, mm. like in real life, it's, it's not nice. And he did really well to get through that. Zach,
4: are you reassured or not convinced about the VAR at the moment?
8: Um, I'd have to say I like. I like it, having it in the game, but I still think there's there's things that need to be ironed out. Like there's certain like mistakes can't happen, especially in the Premier League when I've seen offsides being given when it yeah. shouldn't be offside. I yeah. don't think that can happen.
4: So, who's your England Premier League club if, as a supporter?
8: <laughs> uh, Man City.
3: Ah.
8: Yeah, what I'm is... from Manchester and supported them my whole life. So, yeah.
2: Well, Zach, we're glad you're enjoying South Australia. Let's hope the Reds continue on their success after that first win. As I said, you take on Melbourne City at home, 6.30. If you haven't been down to watch the Reds play before, it's a great atmosphere. Get down there. This should be a cracking game at Cooper Stadium. We wish you all the very best, Zach. Thank
4: you. And, Zach, don't don't get worried about being confused at an AFL game. There are four men out at the game every week, and they're (laughs) always confused. Oh,
3: no,
2: I'm sure I'll
4: learn
8: more. Yeah, re- <laughs> They've
4: got a
2: whistle. They've got a whistle. <laughs> yeah, yeah Roach cracked another joke. There. Wow. Fair yeah. oh, yeah, dinkum. It's true, though, isn't it? <laughs> Come on, Roach, let it go. It's a tough job. Yeah, no, uh, what, a ni- what a nice young man. Yes. I, I always feel proud when someone comes to our state, Roach, and they say how much they're loving it. It's a Stone. beautiful state. I was Monster getting a coffee uh, this morning before I went to a meeting, and there was a new girl in the coffee shop who's from uh, England, and uh, came over with her boyfriend and, you know, just been travelling around and the, you wouldn't believe, I said, where did you go to first? Have you only been in Adelaide? And she said, we've been here 18 months. She said, no. Mm. And I said, all right, you went to Sydney or Melbourne? She said, no, Darwin. I said, how did you find that? She said, boiling. But has absolutely fallen in love with Adelaide, been here two months and said it's the pick of her places. Nice.
3: Very yeah. Good. Hey, Roots, like
2: we have to do a little thing called um, the Friday forecast. It's pretty simple where we have our sure thing, our most at stake, and our doomsday uh, scenario. Mm. Are you ready to do it? I am more than ready. Oh, uh, yeah? I haven't done mine yet. Uh, not surprised. I forgot I was busy today. All right, yes. it's an excuse to play some music. Wednesday
3: just don't go, Wednesday goes too slow. I'll on right my mind. Bum, bum, bum. All
2: right, let's jump into it, Roach. I'll do this. Flying by the seat of my pants, how I've lived my life. Uh, your sure thing for the weekend. Well, it's a big one for you. Oh.
4: Because your English Premier League club, Crystal Palace, mm. will be a sure kill. Can I use it that way? For Ange, Postacoglu's Tottenham. Which well, I think give we could cause an upset, Rooch. Ten positive results for Ange and could become the EPL Manager of the Month for the third consecutive month. He already has a record in the most points scored with a new coach. So, Andrew's just flying.
2: Your Crystal Palace Eagles are about to be clipped. Really? Sure thing. Oh, well, video sport, routes you never know what you're going to no, get. That's Provides true. a lot of that's upsets. True. Uh, my sure thing, because I've put a lot of work into this, yeah, will of be course. Adelaide United defeating um, Melbourne City. And I'm going to go against Miles Fitzner and say that Fangirl will run a place in the Cox plate. Okay. Remember what you're gambling with. Yes. All right, most at
4: stake. Goes without saying, the Crows AFLW team must win against North Melbourne to lock in a home final. A lot at stake for them.
2: I love it, Rich. I had the exact same one. No, Can, you that? Can you truly, believe that? It's obvious. Can it? That is the big one. All right, and uh, I also think Port Adelaide, though, taking on Hawthorne in the AFLW because that's a genuine chance to get another win, and you want to be improving. Yes, Not true. stagnating in exactly. your second year. Exactly. Your doomsday scenario, I bet we're on the same boat here.
4: Well, at the moment, at Adelaide Oval, South Australia is one run behind Western Australia, eight for two forty-two. It's always a roller coaster, mm. and I always feel it <laughs> could have a doomsday tail to it, Kim. I wish it would turn our way finally, but yeah, this one's a tough one. But well, it's, it's evenly
2: poised now. They well, well, it is to level it up. If the tail can wag, oh, they've really by a run now. Yeah, if we yeah, can, two wickets uh, in hand. If we can get another forty. Yes. Well, you never know. Oh, I might hope be it doesn't another go wrong, Kim. Back to back out, outright victories, maybe. Be lovely. Lovely. uh My doomsday scenario is I just forgot it actually. Oh. No, my doomsday scenario was, is it the Matildas? I think it was the Matildas. Well, against the Philippines, the Philippines yeah, yeah, for the qualifier. Yes, that was interesting. It. That one. That's Sunday night that at Perth Stadium doomsday. in front of 60,000. Yeah, that
4: would be Doomsday if that went pear shaped
2: Let's go to a few of the uh, texts. If you've got a, uh, if you want to do one really quickly, really quickly, a uh, sure thing, most at stake or doomsday scenario, we'll read it out. If it's really good, we'll give you a $50 IGA voucher. Yes. You've got four minutes to do it though. Right. Um, here we go. Talking of IGA, nearest the pin route, Australia to hand the Kiwis are hiding, Australia to win and make 309. Uh, here's a text. Hi, Kim Roach, dog supporter. Which Port Ruckman should they chase? Ah, right. Uh, I would think he's referring to Sam Hayes or Scott Lysett. Collingwood interested in Lysett at the moment as a backup Ruckman. And St That'd Kilda. A be cool.
4: Scott has, doesn't he? Because you want to... Yeah... You just don't want to go be somewhere to just be insurance, do you? He still wants to be a number one ruckman,
2: but that's not going to happen. Well, that's not going to happen, Root. That's so wherever he goes, he'll be a backup ruckman. Yeah, but he want to get more than a one year contract. But he'll still be compensated for it. Mm. Hey, let's go out on a winning note. Yeah. The demise of England. Yes. <laughs> coach by an Australian, Matthew Mott. Mm. Uh, this was the English coach after they were beaten by Sri Lanka, conceding their World Cup campaign is all but over.
5: Uh, probably not a lot tonight i don't think there's a lot to be gained tonight but um, we you know we we'll, we'll definitely catch up we have been you know debriefing a lot about where we want to get better um but I, as i said it's going to be a very somber dressing room uh everyone in there feels like um they've they've you know let a lot of people down in, in terms of you know the supporters uh friends and family and, and everyone who's in that room is um you know is really hurting. Well, so, oh, a tough week for the yeah, english
4: ha- has bunched gr- up the rugby semi final <laughs> against south africa now they're out of pretty well the World Cup. One day internationally, their defence is in
2: tatters. Yeah, it hasn't been a great defence, has it? No,
4: no. But they've had a lot of moral victories, and they love moral victories. The English. No, Just they they need it. to
2: stay in their crease. Uh, let's hear from the coach Matthew Mott. The follow-up question <laughs> was, what will he be saying to the playing group? Uh,
5: probably not mathematically, um, we'd have to have a lot of things go our way. Uh, as I said, leading in today, we could control it from there, but um, certainly hasn't done our net run rate any help at all. And uh, depending on others, look, we'll, we'll keep fronting up. We'll keep treating each, each game in isolation and try and, as I said, salvage some, some really good stuff out of the back end of this. But um, realistically, we're in a bit of trouble.
4: Yes, you are. You're in a fair bit of trouble.
2: A lot of people having a crack trying to win the $100, Roach, uh, for nearest the pin. Hi, Kimba and Roach, Australia to win and score 312 runs. Jack in the Uber. Jack the Uber driver. I like Jack. Uh, West Coast needs more than one gun kid. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, if I was them, I'd trade out pick one and try and get a few high picks. Better odds for a winner, maybe two. Who's that from? Matt and Brizzy. Matt. Matt,
4: Matt I had that argument with Tim Gossage the other day, and he said Harley Reid used that once-in-a-generation player. It was such quality player who stood out so far from the rest of the field Mm. that you just back him in to be Mm. that player you, you know, strap the
2: team on his shoulders and go for it.
4: Now, you and I have the same belief, Kim. More birds in the bush are better than one draft pick in the hand.
2: And I appreciate some drafts are stronger than others. But But uh, they've got a long way to go, West Coast. So they
4: need to cover a lot of bases, not just one player.
2: There's no way I'm giving away two first-rounders and a second-rounder to get a pick one.
4: Mm. Well, they're throwing a lot at West Mm. Coast at the moment. And probably throwing more than that. So Harley Reid must be some sort of
2: player. Rich, what's our relationship like? Let's be really honest. That's good. Why? Why? If someone in the street said, how do we get on? We have a lot of fun. Could you say it with a smile? Because we have a camera there. No, but I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to ruin it because
4: I don't mind being your punching bag.
2: (laughs) I don't mind it. Well, or well, fair anger. I don't.
4: I don't. What about, what about
2: what about the knives you threw in my back when you were a journalist? Well, I, it was good fun. Well, my mother didn't think it was. She understood. In the no, end. Brett. Brett thinks that oh. we, we've got a problem. He said, well, "From Brett, he says Kim Roach, remember, inverted commas, big soothing hug for fifteen seconds and look each other's in the eyes for five minutes and you'll fall in love again." Well, oh, there is no way, no way I, that is happening. And, uh, Brady boy, we get on very, very well. But bloody hell, I love it when the day's ended and I can get away from <laughs> Oh, Brett sent another one. I'd love the Port Girls to all of a sudden do what the Cleveland Indians did in the movie Major League, go from losing to a title.
4: Be great. Yeah, what won't happen, happen this year. This year,
2: no. There's a big game against Hawthorne, Rooch. Mm. Uh, Doomsday scenario, Roochie signs a 10-year contract at SEN.
4: No, no, that wouldn't send the company broke.
2: No, I think if <laughs> the person that sent it's more concerned about the audience, Roach. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I was trying to find a different out of oh, that one. No. Yeah, oh, Look, we're in junk <sighs> time now. We've got a
2: few seconds to go. Hey, boys, Aussies to win and make 332 That's from Zach. Thank you, Zachy. Have a great weekend. Who needs the Dalai Lama when you've got the wisdom of Dylan and Rucci? Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. I think that was tongue-firmly in cheek. Mm. And if we can finish with another one, Rooch. Oh, here we go. Michelangelo, you are poetry in slow motion. I hope they spelled poetry right because I saw a
4: headline in my old newspaper that didn't spell poetry right.
2: Oh, oh well, that's what you were talking about today. There's two it? of them, actually. Or two typos.
4: Massive typos. You've, you've,
2: you've clearly got over being sacked, haven't you? Kim. Oh, sorry. No, you. Kim. Did, did you get a redundancy or sacked?
4: I walked out with a. With a nice little check. Yeah, I got a redundancy. But because was, you made me sucked, an offer. Really. You made me an offer that was too good to refuse. <laughs> I don't know about I that. I wasn't hanging around while There's a text. Uh,
2: Roach appears to be preparing for some professional upskilling and skilling in the off-season. I see there's a course in radio broadcasting. If there's any chance we'll be listening to the Roach and Kimbo show next year in a role reversal. Oh. Oh, I would love <laughs> that. You'd have to do some work for once. Have a great no, weekend. thank you. Goodbye, everyone. Have a great weekend. All right.
4: Bye, Roach. Bye.